0: Hey guys, it's Blue Gal. The podcast is on vacation this week, so we're bringing you a audio of our very first podcast, which was not uploaded to Buzzsprout. It's from January fifteenth, two 2010, and we hope you enjoy it. It's not safe for work. It's the Glas and Blue Gal podcast. Hello.
1: Hello. 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 Wow. <laughs> That's very loud. I need to turn my volume down. Just a little bit. You hear me all right? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine.
0: Oh good. Alright, I'm turning That's better. Back up. There we go. Right. Hello. Hello. I want to give everyone who's listening and our whole ten listeners <laughs> who are going to hear this, <laughs> I want to give them a little bit of background. This is Blue Gal, and I've got Drift Glass from the castle, right, up in Chicagoland? The Chicago in Castle, Chicago yes. Castle, and I'm down in the middle of a cornfield in southern Illinois.
1: And we're using this new radio technology. We're using the, <laughs> we are. Uh-huh. We're, we're,
0: we're, we're trying something new. We haven't come up with a name for this show or anything, but um, I want to give our, listeners a, our listener, a, it'll be my dad.
1: How will he get this on the refrigerator?
0: Uh, You and I have been blog buddies for what? Since 1970?
1: Since the 70s. We used to to blog on a giant impact printer.
0: (laughs) It was hard. Those were the days.
1: Well, the Cape library Halon system was the That was That rocked. That That really rocked.
0: We first met face-to-face at a Shakespeare sister meetup. We did. And we've met at several meetups since then. And the last one was over Christmas with a really cool guy named James Jolly. Shout out to James Jolly, who plays Barack Obama in the Obama 007 web series. And, and
1: he, was, he was awesome.
0: He was awesome, and it was kind of disconcerting to sit with someone who looks just like Barack Obama and plays him on TV. You know, in Chicago, in,
1: in Chicago, too.
0: <laughs> in Chicago oh. at a hippie yeah. joint. Yeah, it was. It was. I kept uh,
1: waiting for some. Buddy with an earbud and a <laughs> microphone, <my, I'll laughs> speaking to the into ground. the wrist. You know yeah. Where my are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was fun. He's a very nice guy. Yes. But uh, we mentioned our idea that we've talked over over many meetups of possibly doing a radio show, and he thought we really ought to do that.
1: The Word he used was a catastrophically bad idea. I thought it was what a really good idea. What the hell is James Jolly
0: now anyway? <laughs> he well, he knows that you have a very good baritone voice, so. Yeah. Actually, and I'm that our conversation a voice was really modulated right now. Uh huh. Oh, are you on? Are you on one of those? <laughs> you sound like you always sound to me, but you know. Well, I trained my
1: voice to sound like I'm speaking through a voice masker. Ah, okay. It's uh, very handy.
0: When That's great.
1: Because everything I do is monitored by somebody.
0: <laughs> it is. You don't. You're in Chicago. You have to be careful. Really.
1: The mayor is parked right outside. The mayor is like, right there. He's right going, there, going. You believe this guy?
0: This guy. You know, he's a disgruntled. He's disgruntled. I hope he goes with God. Does what? he work for us? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't know this guy. He'll be glad to know you until you're indicted, and then he doesn't know you anymore.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't. I never that met that guy. Gesture, and you know, I don't know <laughs> who you're talking about. <laughs>
0: That seems to be his pattern. I don't yeah. understand that. Well, you
1: know, hey, it works. You got to get does. mad. It yeah, it really does work.
0: He does. Yeah. He gets to have everybody do whatever they want, and then when they get in, get caught by the feds, usually isn't it? it I mean,
1: oh well, yeah. The, well, the feds are occasionally uh, a local investigator or the newspapers, and then yeah. he picks up the giant city hall etch a sketch <laughs> and, and says it
0: over his head. And, it's and, gone. and says,
1: I don't. I didn't know I nothing. Didn't I this. didn't even know this guy. And all the it's like the ministry of truth, and all the pictures of him and the guy you know go to high school together vanish all of a sudden, and everybody pretends, you know, well, that's just the mayor.
0: That's the you know. mayor. What can you do? Sure. And you oh, can't do yeah. anything because he wins with what. You know, Eighty-seven percent of the vote, right? I wins, mean,
1: the, he wins with Saddam Hussein. Yeah,
0: election. I know it's the Saddam Hussein election he wins all with over those again. Those
1: kind of percentages. <laughs> and, and you talk to the nice people down at the down at the Polish deli, and they'll tell you, well, you know, he loves the city so much.
0: He does, and, and he
1: loves. He does. He loves Chicago uh, too much to allow anyone else to rule over. Us, <laughs> well, you
0: know? and he's not trying to promote himself into the governorship or, no. or president or anything. I mean, he's not trying no. to do anything except. And why would he?
1: When you have the, pr- the we have unlimited the power, the speed dial, right where you're you know?
0: sitting, yeah. yeah. And
1: your brother runs major banks <laughs> yeah. and you know yeah. operates in the international finance sphere, you don't really need to leave City Hall. No, that much.
0: you don't. You don't. No. no. Well, we weren't going to make this a local show, but <laughs> we but, don't hey, even know what we're going to call this thing. I don't know what we're going to call it. Chicago. It's Chicago. Uh- but yeah, no. This is just this is just trying something out here. That's
1: all. Well, this is and the date today is the fifteenth of fifteenth of
0: January, two thousand and ten. And it's uh, Michelle Obama's birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle Obama.
1: Happy yes. birthday, Michelle Obama. Happy
0: birthday, Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about. It's been a very busy week with Rush Limbaugh. And I, I do the, have
1: I do have one quick question. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to have a, a couple of cocktails with Michelle Obama?
0: Oh hell yeah! Are you kidding me?
1: Wouldn't that- getting boozy with Michelle Obama getting
0: would boozy be would be awesome it's kind of cool. and and okay. and all the cupcakes you could possibly inhale yeah. yeah yeah and you know she'd be down with that
1: you know <clears throat> so close the, the door the
0: cosmos the cosmos <laughs> would be flowing like wine wa- you know like wine
1: so anyway getting I getting the of cosmos
0: place. at the white house are kick ass too
1: well, now that the bar is back, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. open, well, publicly open. There was always yeah. that bottle of Jack stuck in these <laughs> And
0: I, th- I think, I think, I think Barack Obama is probably still finding the bar discard toilet
1: working. What's you this? Yeah, a full bottle of Jack.
0: <laughs> exactly, it's sitting right in the. Yeah. It, it stays cold in there, you know.
1: Going right in the presidential library.
0: You know, we had Rush Limbaugh, and we had Glenn Beck. <laughs> Glenn Beck sitting there with Sarah Palin, and I kept thinking to myself, she's trying to think of that GOP safe word. You know, is it green balloons? Yeah. I yeah. want to. I was scream. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, she's the look on her face was. My contract says I can't scream green balloons. <laughs>
1: she's blinking something nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let Please. me out.
1: <laughs> Please don't ask me about the weird children. <laughs> Don't ask me about anything hard. No,
0: no. Well, and then he read her his diary pillow yeah. book entry to her, which was the, as I said at my blog, was the creepiest moment I've ever seen. Just.
1: But I couldn't, I couldn't watch that. No. Because, you know, at some point you look up and you realize that we are in the hands of the worst hack fiction writer yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Who was saying, you know what? Let's take the two creepiest, hackiest, most incredibly offensive, Tropes of American life and put them in the same room and have them talk to each other. Yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's
0: do that. That'll that's be chapter twelve. Yeah.
1: And why? <laughs> what, what what plot line does this advance? You know, what does He's this using it us, well, using you know, us just, for sport? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it, it really is. You know, it's it's what is it? They uh, the gods something about um, as flies to wanton boys. Yeah,
0: as flies to wanton boys. Yes. Yes,
1: they they Palin us. <laughs> they us for, for their, their sport. <laughs> and, and, Absolutely. But you know, but and he, but here's the thing, and this is a, a constant theme on the liberal blogs that I enjoy reading, mm-hmm. which is you know the fault is not with Palin, the fault is not with Beck, Yep. The fault is with the thirty million idiots who watch them. Yeah. And who put money in their pockets and, and make them rich who and, who and tweet them on their Yeah, I default.
0: can't believe the right. number of people who feel that it is their job to defend Sarah Palin on Twitter and Facebook, and that's hmm. their role in yeah. the in the arm, great army of the right. Is, yeah. Why can't you? By the able- way,
1: I'm neither godless nor heathen. <laughs> but, <laughs> no,
0: exactly.
1: You know, but go with God. Go with
0: God. Go with that God.
1: Go with God. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, so yeah, oh. it, this is a democ- this is a little d democratic problem. Yeah, have, it is. We have citizens who are, frankly, incompetent yep. to be citizens. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is the dirty secret that no one will say on the air. No with one will. That, no one dares to say. Yeah. The problem with this country is we have thirty million braying jackasses who can vote, yep. and who participate in the public square. I want them to be there. Yeah. I have no problem you defend with defend
0: their with, right to be there. With,
1: yeah. I, I absolutely defend the right to be there. I want them to be there, but I want someone somewhere to stand up and say the problem with this country is those fucking people. Mm-hmm. The problem with this country is the thirty million conservatives who are still on the right, who still think George Bush was a great man
0: mm-hmm. and, and, who, a, and, and a good who, Christian he, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, who, <laughs> and who live and die over every little thing that burbles out of Rush Limbaugh's mouth. Yeah, yep. and yep. and pretending they don't exist, or pretending that they're some weird little quiet minority, Fringe, pretend, yeah. or subgroup, yeah, yeah. pretending that Fox, that is the great disservice in democracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the I have the no problem, problem is
0: not that Rush Limbaugh makes the money he does. He makes no. the money he does because he has an audience of people who, as you say, agree with him.
1: Right. right. And and what he does is he provides a very specific service. Yeah. He tells bigots that it's okay to be a bigot yeah. and he tells Imbeciles. It's okay to be arrogant and ignorant and hateful. He tells them it's, oh, it's patriotic to be those yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah. again, there's nothing per se wrong with that transaction. What mm-hmm. it lacks is someone higher up the credibility pyramid to point down and say, these clowns are what's screwing the country up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the imaginary hippies that you're all afraid of. Yep. Not the socialist president who, for some reason, I don't know. It's been a while since I've read Marx and Engels, but I don't remember the first <laughs> thing you do is bail out banks. Right. And the second thing you do is hand over your country to insurance companies. Yeah. I don't remember that in Das Kapital. I don't remember that mm-hmm. in the Communist yep. Manifesto. That's but not, maybe that's the.
0: That's not I, the hippie. The hippie agenda is not that. Yeah. Yes.
1: But but we have those 30 million people can look at a president who does lots of things that liberals abhor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and turn right around and say it's well, part liberal. of the secret socialist yeah, acorn agenda yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: believe it. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, you know? yeah, this yeah. is the part of the conversation that always – I just – I don't know what to do with my conservative friends. And I do have conservative friends and colleagues mm-hmm. who for years, for literally for decades, would, would shrug off what Rush Limbaugh says or what Sean Hannity says or what Ann Coulter says and says, well, they're just kidding. They don't really mean it. What what Pat Robertson says, he didn't really mean that. Oh, he's just crazy, and I would tell them, no, they really do mean yeah. it, and they really do run your <laughs> yes, party. They do, and, and, dude. You know, you know the, And now the they're setting
0: joke? fire to your door and saying right. we're going to run your party,
1: and you're still afraid of the imaginary hippie, hippie. under your yeah. bed. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, there's that that joke about uh, if you look around the poker table. And can't identify the chump. You're the you're chump. you You know somebody needs to tell the the conservatives they're the chumps. Mm-hmm. They're, if you well have the been conservatives, saying-
0: the conservatives who secretly voted for Obama last November, and there yeah. are a lot of them, yeah. for a cl- including I would bet George H W Bush
1: yeah, because I would too. <laughs> you know I know
0: because he's he was you- head of the CIA, and is he going to put that woman in charge of national security? No, no. he's no. not. No. Yeah, well, let, is- let me switch gears here because we, we've talked a little bit about insurance companies and I, at some point we'll probably have to do a three-hour show on the health care bill. But uh, I want to sure. talk a little bit about jobs because that seems to be the emphasis of the next year. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this morning that I have no clue and the media has not said anything. Every congressperson that's been on the Sunday shows talks about jobs. Every talking head on TV says, oh, we've got to create jobs, we've got to create jobs. But and I'm going to just put put this as as a rhetorical stupid question, but what these days is a job? Does that make any sense, that question? Because it used to be, I I don't think we have any sense of what that term is in terms of creating jobs. If you talk about giving tax credits to small businesses to create jobs, they're not creating the kinds of jobs that we think of in terms of 9 to 5, benefits, insurance, retirement, etc.,
1: well, well, let me let me yeah, let me respectfully disagree with my <laughs> good friend Luke Al. Uh Most most jobs in this country are created by small businesses, right? And most small business people I've ever dealt with want to treat their employees pretty well, okay. Because they okay. know that it's in their rational self-interest to do it. Okay. They want to give them a, a decent wage. They want to pay them some benefits. You know, but they, they they don't exist to create jobs. They exist to make widgets or sell things or you know and grow and make a profit. lemons, make a modest make make a a profit.
0: profit, right?
1: Yeah, right. and that's sort of the that was the social contract for a really long time. You know, the, the overwhelming majority of jobs are generated by small businesses. Uh, people at the top of that business, the owner or the operator of the business makes a pretty good wage. it's a few times higher than the line worker it's not five hundred times right. bigger, mm-hmm. and they actually make something or they produce something or they they add value to something mm-hmm. and that's you know that's a system i as a you know a a, a dirty effing socialist hippie and 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 perfectly happy to live within you know the people who who are at the top of that social order live in a nice house, drive a nice car, and maybe can afford to send their kids to a better school than I could afford to send mine. I'm okay with that. Uh I'm not okay with upending that social order and making it a place where the people who make 500 times what the average person makes, make it by manipulating numbers on a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and playing games with finances and producing nothing. Those people are parasites. Mm-hmm. They're extracting wealth from the system. They're pulling, you know, the the value of your labor and mine are going to make them incrementally wealthier and they produce nothing mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That is a parasitic system. But I also know that small business people, the, at least the ones I've known through in my life, aren't going to hire somebody based on getting a tax break. Right. They're going to hire them based on their ability to increase their bottom line mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and make more, you know, bake more cookies, right, or right. sell more yeah. flowers, yeah. or make more, you know, auto parts. Tax policy helps, but really, what they need is a, is a sort of a diverse, robust economy.
0: You're not, so, you're not questioning Cokie Roberts' wisdom on this, are you?
1: Ugh, I would never. <laughs> do that. You know what? Uh, put me on that show for five minutes. <laughs> Co- you co- need a mop. You need a Robert. mop
0: to mop up Cokie, though. And
1: I, and I will. I will. I will be the guy who puts my finger in her chest and says, "You, my dear, are the fucking problem." Yeah. And then I can go home and you know <laughs> and do live your life things. and I,
0: never be on again because you did that. You did that. <laughs> You're, you're Jim Morrison on the Ed Sullivan show. Yes. You are you you were on there already. I've done ABC this week. <laughs> you
1: know, they're, they're, nobody's going to invite Stephen Colbert back to the press club. No,
0: they're you not. Know? He did, he, and he's done. He I mean, he got and, what he got out of there what he wanted. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: exactly. But I, I think that that. The question of what constitutes a job yeah. is is a really good one.
0: Well, and, and can small business this skips back everything always gets back to healthcare, which is can small yeah. businesses afford to provide health insurance to their employees?
1: And that's a, that is a very good question. If, if, if Answer, we had no.
0: if if we had framed this whole question of healthcare mm-hmm. from a business perspective, of American business cannot stay competitive in the world. When our competitors in Canada, Uh which is one of our number one trade partners, are provided with health care off the top of their spread, you know, their business model. They do not have to provide health care to their employees. And we're competing with that and we're paying for that. I mean, that's the other thing that gets me is that Lou Dobbs doesn't go off half cocked about the fact that we, the United States provides the profits to pharmaceutical companies. Medical Uh manufacturers and so forth, and every other industrialized country in the world gets to set price limits on those products
1: because they because the
0: profit comes out of my pocket.
1: Right. Well, and because it is in there because they are smart enough to understand the power of collective bargaining. Yeah, yeah. And collective bargaining is just another way of saying a bunch of people get together and say we as a group believe that it is an our group self-interest It's like a you know any any school board any PTA meeting is is essentially collective bargaining it's all the people in an area with a common interest get together it's called democracy mm-hmm. except when it happens in the workplace somehow it's evil uh-huh. and when you yeah. do it to pharmaceutical companies somehow you're a socialist or yeah. you're a communist or you hate america i don't know what the rhetoric is this week i think that if you if you look back over the rhetoric that, that surrounded healthcare there were people who were framing it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the problem was you had a million voices screaming a whole bunch of different things.
0: Yeah,
1: and you have this. You know, I hate to say this, but on the left, we, especially on the left, we're rotten at message. Yeah, we're rotten yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, Republicans. Yep. You can tell them. You know, the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and the next day. Every friggin' everyone on Twitter, everyone on is
0: saying the sky is green. We, you know, Roger Ailes says sky is green, and anybody who doesn't think the sky is green is a socialist and hates America. Yeah, yeah. and And we're gonna go after you.
1: you Yeah. And we need, and, and I don't believe the left should ever walk in lockstep. I believe no. that there are two political parties in this country, two viable political parties. and That's the centrist Democrats, and <laughs> left Democrats.
0: I always just say inside the Beltway and us are the two that's, political parties. <laughs> that's absolutely right. The DLC and <laughs> yeah. the rest are the two political yeah.
1: parties in this country. Yeah. And then there's the you know then there's the crazy party. Yep. But if you if you uh, if you want to frame the issue uh, in a way that is Sustainable and replicable that you can, you can, I hate to say it, but put it on a bumper sticker and repeat it. You have to stick to two or three messages. You can't have 20 because your voices tend to drown each other out. So if early on in the debate we had said, look, healthcare, and there was a, I forget the name of the guy, and it, kicks me, it kills me that I did, but he ran for Congress in Rahm Emanuel's old district. Hmm. And he got whooped. He was uh he was the blue America
0: was it Tom Gagan?
1: candidate. Tom, yes, Gagan? Tom Gagan, thank you. And and uh he had and his position was that the best bailout for industry would be a healthcare.
0: Oh yeah. That was his argument was Ooh. if you want to bail out, if you want to have a stimulus package and a right. bailout for American business, Do give healthcare. everybody healthcare. Single payer yeah. health care will yeah. will allow people to hire like crazy. It will yeah. create massive jobs. And that's, it will also, less, you, that's the big thing that prevents well, a it, lot of businesses from hiring.
1: It will also people. support entrepreneurship, which yeah. I thought the right loved, yeah. which is you know, you can't afford to leave your job right. because you'll lose your health care. Right. You can't afford to try and be experimental and, and risk right. because you, you're putting your children's health at risk right. doing right. that, and that's too high a price to pay. Right. And if you simply remove that fear and that burden from people, it lets them be much more mobile and much more clever and much more sort of, you know, I can ingenious. I
0: take a risk and, and yeah. go and build my widget thing or develop yeah. my new software package part-time or have a part-time job and do whatever I want to do the rest of the time. And, yeah. Exactly.
1: Part-time. And there, there, there were people pitching that message, and yep. that was a great one. And there were people pitching 20 other messages. Yeah. And the, the right just united and said – healthcare bad.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Healthcare evil. Healthcare socialist. So they just repeated it and they got a bunch of crazy people to show up at meetings and stuff. Who are
0: frightened guns. who are frightened of a non-white president? Aided who is who is, no, by, who is anti-constitutional? Yes. And I'm not is. spelling that right by the way.
1: <laughs> he hates the const uh, the Con- constitutional constitution, scholar the constitution. who hates the constitution. Yep. And who, you know, is aided and abetted by the hippies under your bed.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And he got they got a bunch of you know crazy right wing people terrified mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you were going to kill granny yeah and by again, the this-
0: way i wanted to say about chuck grassley who's the one who this summer said you know pull the plug on grandma chuck grassley is running for re-election and he's 73 which means yeah. well, you know bare minimum his grandmother is 111 <laughs> It's time to pull the plug on Chuck Grassley's yeah. grandma. God let her good. go, man. Let her yeah. go. She's 111, dude.
1: No, <laughs> Ted Williams' frozen head.
0: Up this thing. Yes, dude, right.
1: really? Even even I gotta say, you, just, you gotta
0: let it go, man. Yeah.
1: And, and I, you know.
0: Oh, uh, we haven't finished talking about this, but we're out, we're up at 20. Three minutes almost. So let's call it a day. On that uh, note, on the on the note of Ted Williams frozen head. Uh, Ted Williams frozen head
1: turning to Chuck Grassley. name Let your grandma go.
0: Let your grandma go. Chuck Grassley, Let your grandma go. This has been great. I like this.
1: All right. Well, let's let's uh, uh, let's do this on a regular basis and make people pay through the nose for it.
0: Oh, amen.
1: Speaking of small business entrepreneurship.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Pay for our talent.
1: Damn Amen right that. to that. Well, to quote Arlen Ellison, pay the writer. Pay the writer, my people. Pay the, writer, people. Writer. Pay the right. damn writer. Pay
0: the damn writer. And on
1: that note, on that cheerful note. That's
0: a cheerful note. Have a great weekend, Driftglass, and thanks for everything.
1: Thank you, Blue Gals. A pleasure talking to you.
0: We'll talk later, and we'll. it'll be a little more professional next time, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> This podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, Copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.